one of the finest in the city. The Hotel Vendôme was an absolute gem, with beautifully decorated suites and rooms with fireplaces, moldings, and high ceilings. The hotel faced south, so most of the rooms were sunny, and Hugh had chosen the finest china, crystal, and linens, and as many antiques as he could afford, like the chandelier in the lobby, which he had bought in Geneva at a Christie's auction. It had come out of a French chateau near Bordeaux and was in perfect condition. Hugh ran his 120-room hotel with Swiss precision, a warm smile and an iron hand. His employees were discreet and experienced, had a remarkable memory for every guest, and kept detailed files on each important client's needs and requests while they were there. It had made the Vendôme the most popular small hotel in New York for the past three years. And the moment one entered the lobby, one knew it was a special place. A young bellboy stood at the revolving door, in a uniform inspired by those the chasseur wore at the Ritz. Navy pants, a short jacket, a small amount of gold braid on the collar, and a little round hat with a strap under the chin, tilted at an angle. To meet the client's needs, there was a fleet of willing bellmen, a crew of brilliantly capable concierge. Everyone moved rapidly to serve the guests, and the entire staff was ready to service large requests and small ones. Hugh knew that impeccable service was essential. The assistant managers wore black tailcoats and striped trousers, once again inspired by the Ritz, and Hugh himself was on hand night and day in a dark blue suit, always with a white shirt and dark Hermes tie, and he had an extraordinary memory for everyone who had stayed with them, and, whenever possible, greeted important guests himself. He was the consummate hotel owner, and no detail missed his practiced eye, and he expected his department heads to meet the standards that he set. Guests of the hotel came as much for the service as the luxurious decor. As an added touch, the hotel was always filled with spectacular flowers, and its spa was one of the best. There was almost no service the staff wouldn't provide, as long as it was legal and in relatively good taste. And despite the objections Hugh knew his parents had had, he couldn't help feeling that they would have been proud of him now. He had used their money well, and the hotel had been such a success in its first three years that he was almost out of debt. It wasn't surprising, since Hugh worked day and night himself to make it what it was and personally his victory had come at a high price. Owning the hotel had cost him his wife. It had been the subject of considerable gossip among staff and guests. Nine years before, when Hugh had been working at Claridge's in London, he had met Miriam Vale, the internationally famous and spectacularly beautiful supermodel. And like everyone else who laid eyes on her, he had been dazzled by her the moment they met. He had been infinitely proper and professional, as he had always been with guests of the hotels he worked in. But she was a twenty-three-year-old girl, and she had made it clear that she wanted him, and he fell head over heels in love with her overnight. She was American, and eventually he had followed her back to New York. It had been an exciting time for him, and he took a lesser position at the plaza to be in the same city with her and continue their romance. And much to his own amazement, she was just as much in love with him and they were married within six months. He had never been happier in his life than in their early years together. Eighteen months later, their daughter Eloise was born, 
and Hugh was madly in love with his wife and child. He trembled when he said it for fear of angering the gods. But he always said then that he had the perfect life. And he was a dedicated man. Despite whatever temptations came his way in the hotel business, he was totally in love with and faithful to his wife. She continued her modeling career after Eloise was born, and everyone at the plaza had fawned over his little girl and indulged her and teased them about her name. Hugh assured them honestly that she had been named after his great-grandmother, and he didn't expect to stay at the plaza forever, so there was no reason not to use the name. Eloise was two years old when he bought the mulberry and turned it into the Vendôme. He had everything he wanted then, a wife and child he loved, and his own hotel. Miriam had been far less enthused about the project and had complained bitterly that it would take too much of his time.